0: What's going on everybody? Episode 208 of the White Cat Outdoors podcast, bringing you to the table while we talk about the outdoors. This week we have a familiar face that's uh, hasn't been on in a while, um, but our buddy Keith Sharp, uh, other known as Sharpie, uh, we've been hunting with him for, geez, it's got to be over a decade at this point. Um, but he is a consistent big buck killer. Um, just welcomed his first son into the world this past uh, summer. Um So hunting season looked a little different for him this year, but that didn't stop him from bucking out up in New York, killed a uh, great archery buck, and then finished it off with an absolute slob of a buck in rifle season uh, opening day. So we got the story of both of those, as well as, you know, how his uh, style of hunting changed a little bit this year um, with his uh, new son in the world. Um, He's... A great dude, a great father, and a great hunter. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as we did uh, recording it. Um, but on that note, let's get uh, tuned in to this week's episode. So I did the cardinal sin. I pull up my boat and then I look dead at his antlers.
1: I got out of the truck and when I slammed the door, I heard gobbles all around me. Let's see it Alaska, moose, spot, and sock. That is
0: the bucket list. I agree.
1: <laughs> What's going on everybody? Welcome to the table. Uh I missed last week, uh, but I'm I'm back. We made fun of you hard for it. I believe it, but I mean Tom misses a lot too, so uh I think I'm off the hook. Mm. Yeah, well I guess we'll talk about it later. We'll figure <laughs> it out. But we're all here, me, Nick, Tom, we're all hanging out. And we have a guest on. We've talked to him a couple times before Big, big, big buck killer. That's right. Uh, and his name is Keith Sharp. Keith, what's going on, buddy?
2: Brothers, how you guys doing?
0: <laughs> oh, we are fantastic, buddy. It's been too long since we've had you on.
2: Yeah, it's been a, it's been a hot minute, but uh, I'm I'm just happy to be on here. It's it's an
0: honor. Well, we, we appreciate that. Um, <laughs> yes. This is one of the hardest podcasts to get on to, just because we don't uh, we don't do guests very often. So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I appreciate that. It's an honor.
0: So, uh, for the listeners, um, you know, we've had you on a couple times, uh, you're no stranger to big bucks, but, um, your hunting season looked a little bit different this year, uh, mainly because, you know, you just, uh, just had your first, um, forever hunting buddy, uh, born this year. So I want to say congratulations to that. Um, Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, so what, uh, going into this season, what, what was different, I guess, because I know typically you're, uh, very hardcore about um your your scouting preseason, your shed hunting all that stuff
2: yeah so uh this year was obviously a little different um i kind of went into this season knowing that you know a specific time from probably mid-july to basically bow season up here in new york you know i I wasn't going to have much time to do anything at all so i knew that um I had to get everything done and kindly, you know, at a, at a timely fashion. Just because, you know, Kate could have went, you know, she could have went into labor from a certain time. She could have went early, could have been late. So, you know, I just wanted to make sure everything was done by, you know, Tommy's wedding. Actually, was my my go my my date to get everything done. Um, but I knew so. I think actually, I just pulled up on my Facebook memory last week that Kate, uh, Kate told me I was having my son on December 4th. And the only reason I remember that is because I left for hunting camp that morning with uncle John, just to go and pull a blind. And we came back. Um, that's what she told me. But when I was at hunting camp, uh, I took a photo of a giant rub and I found that in my picture. So I knew what date it was, but from that date on, I knew that, all right, I need to get my stuff done for next season. So
0: I love that, uh, your timeline is based off of, uh, photos from scouting in the woods. like, (laughs) (laughs) like, well, that was when I saw that big rub. So that had to have been December 4th. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So that being said, I kinda, my, I mean, you know, I found out I was having my son and like, I just knew I was super pumped for a haunting body and everything. And, uh, but at the same time, I, you know, I was kind of curious to see how my, you know, you know, my attitude is going to change towards hunting, you know, obviously family comes first and, you know, I wouldn't have as much time. Mm -hmm. So I knew with Kate being, um, she took, you know, family medical leave, you know, the FMLA or whatever they want to call it. So she would, she, we kind of figured out what day she was going to take. I'm like, Oh, well you're going to be off during hunting season. So this might work out pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) So, but you know, not to get off tangent here, but, um, you know, I kind of, got the mindset you know like hey this might be not my last uh you know season as a like a single not single father but you're um <laughs> i can't talk <laughs> Yeah, my, like my last season and you know whatever i you know something i i can't just leave and you know now i can't just leave and go do something now i got you know i have big responsibilities so um i hit the shot you know i hit the woods super hard this year for sheds. and i think i hit i I got 28 this year. I found 28 sheds, which is my best season. And I kind of just basically what I wanted to do is I wanted to have a great shed season where I don't have a kid. And just, I went like every night I just went and then I did a lot of post scouting too because I, I wouldn't have a lot of time. Uh, come, you know, July, August, September. Mm-hmm. So I, I got myself in the mindset to get everything done months prior to what I usually do. So this year, uh, you know, shed season hit pretty good. I, I think even Tommy and I, when what, what did we go to camp and do that weekend, Tommy? That must have been like late March.
1: Yeah, because there was still a little bit of snow, not too much, yeah, but
2: yeah, yeah. So, you know, I just tried to get everything out of my system because I know it's going to be, uh, you know, down the road, it's going to be, I'm going to have less time to do all this stuff. So, um, that being said I kind of got myself in this attitude like hey I want to get all this stuff done and out of my system now because it's going to be a little different down the road um so you know shed season hit I, I hit that like crazy and then uh come turkey season um you know I I wasn't just turkey hunting I was getting all my tree stands done and checking straps and doing everything I usually don't do that till uh, you know early July but so I got I made this huge checklist of all the stuff I wanted to get done before July. So tree stands, I got all my cameras out, and everything else just to make sure I was all set for this hunting season. Um, so come I think June, I got I mean it was a scorcher during June, but I got everything done just to, just to make sure I was good for the for the year. But the other thing I I kind of changed up this year was. Uh, my attitude, um, towards, how do I want to say this? Uh, you know, filling a buck tag. I told myself, I don't have to kill a buck and I kind of started doing this with like, the last few years. Like trying to get this attitude where I don't have to fill a buck tag because you know, you, you put that pressure on yourself and sometimes, you know, it takes the fun out of it.
0: Yeah, so, it de- definitely it, can.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go into this season with a different attitude. Um, I really did want to kill a buck this year just to introduce Henry, which is my son Henry, Henry James, um, to a, a deer. And he's only like three months, so he's not going to remember it. But my biggest goal this year was He'll to...
0: cherish those photos for sure, though.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I just wanted to get a photo of him and myself with a, with a buck. And that was my main goal. And I didn't care what it was. I just wanted that memory to be basically permanent with a photo. And I can go back when I'm 80 and be like, wow, that was a great day. I'll remember this for the rest of my life. So, um, I kind of went into that season with that attitude and I'll tell you what, changing this attitude that I had actually made this season probably one of the more fun seasons that I've had in a long time. Um, just because I went in with you know less expectations, um, you know less pressure and and kind of this not, not I shouldn't say pressure but less uh, desire to get this giant book. So when I did do this, um, I started enjoying it a lot more. And you know, like oh okay, and you know when I did this too, like I had more discipline, like, um, you know, I'm not going to go do over there. I don't need to go over there. I don't want to get this aggressive. I don't want to do this. Um, so a lot of things, you know, I went to the season a little different and, you know, it, it definitely changed my attitude towards everything, even to, to for my future seasons that, you know, you got to have fun. And that's something that I kind of look back on now that, you know, with the sun, you know, I'm not going to have as much time, but, you know, you got to do this to have fun and, you can't really put a lot of pressure, you know, on yourself like I used to because now I'm going to be introducing Henry to this. I don't want to be putting so much pressure on him or myself. I want him to have fun. I want me to have fun. So um, this season was a, a definitely a, a bigger change in attitude and, uh, you know, everything else too. Um, I didn't have as much time to really get out as much as I wanted to in the early season um, just because, you know, he was – you know, October 1st in New York is opening day. So he, you know, he was born August 19. So if you do the math, I mean, he wasn't that old at all.
0: No, you had a newborn on your hands.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. So, you know, I kind of put all that on the back burner because I wanted to be there for my wife and help her out around the house. So basically I wanted to, <laughs> I didn't really want to deal on my cards on in that first few weeks. I wanted to, basically save her out of my, you know, all my time for the first week of November and the second week of November.
1: That's a smart move. Yeah. <laughs> Babe, I haven't gone hunting at all. Now it's the rut. I'm going to get out at least a couple times.
2: Yeah. So, you know, I, I wanted to, I, I just wanted to basically, um, you know, just keep her happy till then. And, um, you know, I do want to thank my wife for letting me, hunt as much as I did, but, uh, I did take two weeks off, um, the first two weeks of November off. I think there's a few late days in October, but, um, you know, this, uh, I'll go down that rabbit hole in a sec, but, um, yeah, I, uh, where am I? I'm, I'm losing my tangent here, but, um, yeah. So Kate, Kate left me take off those two weeks and basically hunt as much as I I wanted to. I did have to miss a few days because she was sick. Um, and, you know, I wanted to take care of Henry while she was sick to give her some rest. But, you know, I didn't think I was going to get those two weeks off because in New York, you, or, you get family medical leave. But I work for a municipality and that's they're exempt. So I had to use all my own banks for gotcha. my time off. So I finagled it to be able to take sick time, which I didn't know. So I thought my vacation time was going to get used to stay home with Henry. Well, um, I found a loophole and everything, and I, I used my sick time. So I saved all my vacation off for Henry. Now I'm sitting on a giant pot of vacation time, and it's November. So I kind of have to take, you know, the, some time off. So that's how I got the first two weeks of November off.
0: So yeah, you just had no other choice but to just take two weeks in November. <laughs>
2: yeah, I gotta put food, you know, I gotta put food on the table. So, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> so, um, so that you know, I kind of went into the season um, basically not a lot of expectations. But now that I knew I had those two weeks off, I'm like, well, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna have fun with this, and uh, I just wanna not too much put too much pressure on myself or you know anything, and just have fun. And that was a big thing this year. I reintroduced myself to having more fun and less pressure. And that, that was a huge thing. So I want to thank Henry for that, um, for, you know, for changing my head to this. So, um, but, and then did you guys want to get into hunting stories after this or?
0: Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, pretty much wanted to, um, kind of just give that overview that, you know, how this season looked so much different to you than normal. Um, but obviously you still were very successful this season. Um, yeah. so let, let's, let's start with your, uh, your archery buck. And then now uh, so, we'll move in as so as me, the season progressed.
2: Yeah, so let me step back from the archery buck. Um, I uh, to get to get into that story. So my main spot that I've been hunting, I started uh, I started to not see a lot of deer in that spot this year, and I don't know what that really. I don't know what happened with that, but uh, I ended up missing a buck. October 31st, so Halloween morning, and I just, I couldn't win for the first few days of my vacation. I had a giant leaner widowmaker tree fall onto my one tree right above my stand, so I couldn't hunt that. And I was getting photos of bucks quite a bit. It was the only spot, it was the only tree in that area that I could hunt because all the rest were all dead ash. I'm having a lot of issues with these ash trees now because they're all starting to fall. And, uh, you know, you're kind of, after having a hunter, you're starting to, my safety is starting to really push, you know, it's a lot, I'm starting to look at it a little bit more. was now having a son, but, uh, I missed this buck. I hit a limb. It was a heck of a buck too. It was a huge seven pointer. And, uh, I don't know inches wise, but he was, he was a, he was a giant. I mean, he would have definitely got mounted and, uh, I ended up missing him and that really hit home. It was 10 yards. It was even eight yards, I think, and I hit a limb, and my arrow just exploded. (laughs) So, it it just, I mean, chunks of carbon were everywhere. It was terrible. Uh, I watched him run off, and, uh, you know, the next day, I had a buck. I had a a good buck, actually, like 30 yards. Had to watch him walk away. Um, He just couldn't get the shot, and this whole season just kept, it was a lot of obstacles, and I couldn't really get on anything, like, after those two days. So I started, uh, I started kind of hitting these spots I haven't hit in a while. Um, cause I, you know, I wasn't going down to camp because I wanted to be home every night with Henry and, uh, you know, this one spot I have, it's a good spot. I actually killed my first wall hanger there. Um, but the problem is there's a lot of other guys that hunt there. So the pressure is pretty bad, but I get there and, uh, this is a few days before I killed my archery buck, um the wind is kind of swirly it's it's next to this huge like open pit it's kind of hard to explain but there's corn and soybeans in the field and uh I get there and there's you know I I actually see that hunt I see like three or four different bucks I'm like all right this is okay so this spot I haven't hunted this spot in probably over a year um I just kind of hunted during early season before all the crossbow hunters come and a lot of the pressure comes during the rut I never really hunted a rut or hunted the rut there in probably three or four years So, you know, I'm like, all right, I'll keep this in my back mind. So uh, it gets to like, you know, it's it's, I got like four or five more days vacation. I finally have the perfect win for this spot. I'm like, I want to go back to that spot. Well, I get there and and doesn't the farmer just pull right up behind me? And he's like, I want to pick the beans today. I'm like, all right, cool.
1: (laughs) Perfect (laughs) timing. Sweet. (laughs) I remember and, getting uh,
0: Snapchats of the, uh, Columbine going by your stand.
2: Yeah. yeah was, so, you know, after this, you know, I'm having a good time. I'm haunting, you know, you know, my wife's let me, you know, she's giving me the green light to go out whenever I want. So thank God for that. Um, so she's, you know, dealing with Henry and all that. And so I get to this spot and, uh, you know, he starts combining the beans i go in the back i'm like oh maybe he'll you know kick something up out of you know i don't know i don't like being near you know the combine too much i don't know the whole legality per, you know thing in in new york but it was only soybeans so i mean it's not like there, there's a deer hiding in the soybeans so he finally it was a small field so he finally gets done because i get there like noon and i'm like all right I'm going to switch my spot up because the wind started getting uh, a little swirly. I'm going to go to this pinch point down here. So I get in the pinch point here comes another hunter. I'm like, all right, here we go. So he has, ends up setting up like 90 yards to my, to the North of me. So I'm like, here we go. This is why I don't hunt here. Um, you know, it's just one of them deals where, you know, it's a small spot. You usually see a v- another vehicle. You kind of drive off to go to another spot. This wasn't the case. And, uh, I mean, he had permission, I got permission, so I can't really say anything. Was this,
0: but, did you skip was, over, um, the part where the farmer parked in the field in yeah, front of, in front what, of your this stand? Is, <laughs>
2: this is coming up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I finally get in my stand. So I, I was in my, I was in my saddle before and the, the, the wind was swirling. So I go, okay, oh, screw it. I'm going to go up to my stand. There's a pinch point. I go, it's like two, it's like three o'clock. And I go, I got like three hours left. So I woke back up to this pinch point. And uh, I don't know if you guys had this, but this year the wind was just doing, you know, it would do something completely different in the morning. And then the afternoon is a total 360. So my wind changed right around that time. So it worked out perfect to go up to my stand. Well, doesn't the, another, the, the farmer come back and he starts bailing up all the, the bean pods? So I'm like okay this is just this season's great I'm just gonna watch this you know they're coming through and they're like 15 yards from me I'm just wait I'm waving I'm waving all of a sudden you know he comes back running stops and as he's, you know truck comes and you know he's, they're putting th- they're throwing hate or the bean what are they bean bells, I guess I don't know what you call them but um on the truck and he stops he goes out he takes a pass. <laughs> and this was like 20 yards from me. I'm like, I'm not, I'm just going to, I guess I'm just going to sit here. So finally the old bean pod baller pisser farmer guy <laughs> goes <laughs> off and they, they leave. And then I actually start seeing deer. Like you're deer very curious. So I don't know if they were going to come out. And So I end up seeing like three bucks that night and a bunch of does. I'm like, all right, well, here's the thing. You know, I just, I mean, the farmer just literally flooded the field past, i got 190 yards 90 yards to the north of me so i'm like you know this is probably the last time i'm gonna hunt this spot for the year because gun season it gets absolutely crowded it's, it's a, to the point where it's unsafe and um i got this other hunter here he's a good dude actually i, I talked to him afterwards and actually he's a great guy we, we exchanged trail cam photos and you know, hey with this wind I haunt here and it was kinda nice to actually talk to someone who's not a complete dick and um you know share is information. Is that
0: not typical up around there? <laughs> oh not at all, man. I, I could go
2: off I mean I can go on a rabbit hole about people up here. It's so bad in New York here. Some of these guys, oh my God. But uh so this is like the fifth day before I gotta go back to work, maybe fourth day. So I'm haunting. I'm not really having a lot of other luck, so I'm Sunday comes around. I have to go to work the next day. And, um, that night, Henry just didn't want to sleep. So I ended up going to bed at like midnight and I typically got, I, I get up with him at 3am just cause that's what you, the time he was eating. And then, you know, he would, I would put him back to sleep and then I'd go hunting. Yeah. That's how my, my vacation was. I get up at 3am, feed him, blah, 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 change him and whatever. So, he ends up sleeping in that morning, and I ended up hitting my snooze button. So I wake up, and Henry is still sleeping, and I look, in the, and the, the sun's coming up. I go, shit. I go, do I stay in? I'm like, you know what? Screw it. He's still sleeping. I snuck right out, and I go, where am I going to hunt? And I check the wind. I'm like, um... I can get away with the uh, with the stand. The I don't know what I'm going to call it. The bean bale farmer piss stand. I go. I can get away with this, and it's actually a great spot to go in a little late because I'm, I'm going through a cut bean field, and basically I'm not really bumping any bedding because the other side there's it's a huge drop off to like this huge open old uh, quarry, so there's a pinch pour where I was at. So I, I snuck, I get in the stand. It's still daylight. I mean, it's, it's daylight now. I get up and get ready. And I'm like, well, I'm going to shoot a doe because it's my last day of my vacation. And I go, I want to show Henry, a, a, you know, a, a dead deer or whatever. So doesn't a doe come out. She wins me. Another doe comes out; she wins me. I'm like, "What the hell's going on here?" <laughs> A spike comes out; he wins me. And they're not—they're coming into areas where I'm like, they—they they typically typically don't come. So I'm like, "All right, I'm going to give this to like 11:30, and I'm out of here." So I'm sitting—I'm sitting in the stand, and I just have zero confidence. And it, I'm looking at the clock. I'm like, "Oh, it's 10:15." You know, I'm like, ah, I'm sitting here, I'll go, screw it up, skip give to 11. So, I'm sitting there, I'm like, ah, you know, what am I going to eat for breakfast, blah, blah, blah. T- Kate's text me when I'm going to be home, because I told her, you know, we're going to go out and do, uh, you know, I always bring her out to, to dinner after my last day, my last one on my vacation, just because, you know, a thank you. Um, so, I'm sitting there texting Kate, you know, hey, you know, let's go here for dinner, blah, blah, blah. I also hear a stick break. So I'm like, man, that was a loud stick. And I, I kind of like, that's a deer. So I picked my bow up. I'm like, okay. All of a sudden I look up and here's his buck cruising. And he, and he's wide. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to shoot him. So literally it went from winding deer to nothing to nothing to, I have this buck at 30 yards and he finally gets broadside. So I'm basically, I'm sitting in my stand and I didn't have time to sit uh, stand up. I'm actually in my saddle in the stand and I'm sitting in, in the tethers over my right shoulder. So because this stands kind of goofy, I could shoot behind me, but I can't really with the stand, but I could with a saddle because I can lean over to the side. So I'm sitting there. I got this rope over me. I'm not even with my bow up. I barely can draw it back because the rope's kind of in the way.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And finally he gets behind a tree. I finagle the bow back And I'm sitting down, and and he's coming, he's coming. All of a sudden, he turns perfectly broadside at 22 yards. I stop him, and the only reason this this deer did not silhouette me in this tree from where he was is because the sun was so bright. He was looking straight into the sun Mm. between... Between me, obviously the deer, and me, it was the, the sun. Or the sun was at my back, I should say. So if that sun wasn't there, he would have silhouetted me 100% just because I didn't have time to stand up or, you know, kind of angle over. So, but he would have, I mean, if that sun wasn't there, I, would, I literally stuck out like a turd in a punch bowl. Like, it was bad. But that deer, he picks his head up and he's looking. He, I can see him almost, like, squinting because the was, sun was so bright. And he was 22 yards. I put it right on my shoe. It smokes right through him. I see my my Luminok stuck. And he bounds off like three yards and stops. I'm like, uh, what just happened? And he finally, he, he goes off. And I, I can't see him anymore. And I just hear, yeah. <laughs> and I just hear the death freaking, you know, cough. And I hear that a, a few times. And I'm like, well, I definitely hit him. And I, I get the, you know, I hear cough like four or five times, probably like 80 yards away. I'm like, he's got to be dead. So I give it, you know, I throw my text out. I think I was texting you guys. Hey, just hit a good buck. Um, didn't know what he really was. I know he's wide. And I knew he, I, I can't wait to show him to my son. Um, so I give it about an hour just because I always give him an hour, to whether, you know, if I think it's a, you know, a perfect shot or not so i just wanted to get an hour just to go look at the arrow i could see the arrow through the binocs but it looked you know it looks you can't really tell till you get up to it so i finally got the arrow and uh, it's pink it looks good and i see blood all over the place so i get down i start tracking it and it gets in the thicket i get to about 60 yards in the thicket and the blood kind of like starts to really peter out and I'm starting to get a little nervous. Um, You know, it's the last day of my vacation. I'm supposed to bring Kate to dinner in a few hours. Ago, but, you know, I don't want to get killed by my wife. Um So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go a few more yards. I might call for help. So I go a few yards and then all of a sudden I hear a deer crash. I'm like, drats.
1: I'm sure those <laughs> are the exact words you Brat. used.
2: My my heart just sinks. Like, are you kidding me right now? And it's so thick in there. It's I don't know if you guys. It's it's called bittersweet. I believe it's this really like low growing vine, and it it's just it gets in these trees. So nasty. Um, it's this weird vine thing, and it just it, when it gets in a thicket, it, it just makes it so thick. It wraps. It's like it's it, it, when you walk, it like it. it it almost trips you. It's, it's really nasty, really nasty stuff. So you can't really see well. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to walk up. Cause it, that deer jumped from like 10 yards, maybe 15 yards away from me. is that thick. I'm like, Oh, I'm just, that's where the blood trail is gone. I'm like, I'm just going to go up to that spot where he was about it and just see how much blood there is. I don't like doing that, but I'm like, I'm here. I mean, you can hear me walking a mile away in this thicket. Cause it's that thick
1: well at that point if he was you'd already bumped him so it's not like you're doing more damage taking another couple steps to investigate his bed
2: exactly and i'm like you know what screw it so the way the way the air the thicket was there was kind of an opening so i'm like and that's where the the deer kind of you know like when i go a few more yards i see this open spot so i'm like all right so the blood trail's kind of petering then i find let me let me step back a little bit i find some more blood And it's it's heading towards that little opening. So I'm like, all right, that's where the deer was bedded. I'm going to get to that spot and just kind of assess the situation. And then I'll step back and, you know, kind of see what I need to do. So before I get to the opening, I'm looking for blood. I find actually good blood. And then I look up and there's a buck dead right there. (laughs) He was right outside the opening. So that must have been a different deer or a different buck because I could smell I could smell that buck that, that, that uh, crashed off. The buck I killed didn't smell that bad. You know how you get up to a buck and it smells bad? Oh, it was fucking yeah. a rock. My buck didn't smell like that. It was a little different. Um.
0: His shit didn't stink, did. huh? What's that? His shit didn't stink, huh?
2: Yeah, his shit didn't stink. But uh, <laughs> who should hurt my stand? But we'll get, to another... <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that another time. But uh, anyway, I get up and I'm like, you know, I'm just so happy. That I find this buck and I, all I can think of, I, I call my wife, I go, I can't wait to show Henry this buck. And, uh,
3: you So
0: know, did you tell her that you hit one or anything or?
2: Yeah. I, I called, I, I texted her. Hey, I just hit a buck. Um, you know, we might have to, might be a little later than I thought. So <laughs> I don't want to, I never want to tell her a time because she holds me to it pretty good. Like oh know, yeah, if I say, I'm going to be home at three and it's three Oh five. I'm getting a call. So, um, <laughs> So I finally find the buck and you know I send her a photo and I I call my buddy Rick up and he uh he actually had his four-wheeler on his truck and uh this buck died 10 yards from an old four-wheeler trail. So I had a long drag of 10 yards
3: wow. <laughs> to get to
2: the four-wheeler, which is great cuz uh I helped him his son drag a, a buck out. That was like a 600-yard drag and through a nasty swamp. So it was a nice change but, um, you know, after I get, you know, I sent all the texts out and everything, I just, the, the one thing I wanted to do was just show my son this buck. And that buck right there, I had, I, I think that's probably going to be my most memorable buck ever, is showing my son that, that buck. He's not my biggest buck in the world, but I I had more fun hunting that or killing that buck and it, just the, uh, you know, the thought of showing and introducing Henry to this world you know, it just it hit me so it hit me so hard to, to show him that, and I had so much fun taking photos with him. He obviously had no idea what it was. For him. <laughs> yeah, all that fun you was know? for you, not for yeah. him. <laughs> so yeah, so you know, it's my background on my phone. Every time I, you know, I put my phone up, I see that photo, and it's just you know that was my main goal this year is just to take a, a picture with my son with a with a dead box. So it's kind of a weird thing, you know. If if you're not a hunter and tell people that, it's kind of weird, but yeah.
0: <laughs> Um, so, is that buck going to get mounted in Henry's room, or what's the plan with that buck?
2: So, that buck right now is in the garage. Um, ask Tommy, the aroma of the buck, is, it's a different aroma, right, Tommy?
1: Yeah, it didn't smell like a rut buck, but the uh, the European mount definitely had some, some funk with it. <laughs> so... Uh, Smells yeah,
0: like Henry's I, I, diaper.
2: <laughs> uh, I don't know if Henry's diaper smells like flowers compared to what this smells like. <laughs> <laughs> so I did, a, I did a European mount um, on it. And, uh, you know, when we get everything, we have Henry's room obviously set, but when he gets a little older, I'm going to put, you know, I'd love to hang it in his room. So that's the Henry Buck. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, t- we got a bunch of great photos. I got a photo uh, with Kate you know, myself and Henry, my, uh, my good friend Rick took a bunch of photos for us. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping to get that, you know, a few pictures blown up and those are photos that I'll have for the rest of my life. And I'll remember for the rest of my life. So.
3: Yeah.
0: That, that's a, a really cool experience. And, you know, for you to do it the first season that Henry's here, um, is really special.
2: Yeah. And you know, leading into the rifle buck too, like that was just an add bonus. Like I had zero, And you know obviously i'd love to fill a second you know my second uh buck tag in new york um but i didn't really have any high expectations for for doing that i kind of just told myself i was just gonna hunt postseason really hard and you know hunt a few days during gun and try to you know i did uh take a day or two off for gun um but uh, you know, I just had zero expectations for gun. I just I set my goal to take a photo with uh, with Henry with a dead book and that's I fulfilled that goal and you know, everything else was a bonus after that, so um but to get into the gun book, I don't know if you guys want to go down
0: oh, that. Yeah, absolutely.
2: So <clears throat> I wasn't gonna go to hunting camp just because Henry's still pretty young. I haven't been away from home in a while. Or at all actually. I've been home every night with him. Um and then someone sitting at your tables calls me up, Mr. Tommy there. And it's like, Hey, you going to camp? And I was hemming and hawing about it. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to push it with Kate. She's already let me, you know, hunt for pretty much two weeks straight. I think I missed one day cause she had, uh, she was sick. Um, but she had food poisoning. Uh, she ate some bad chili, I guess. That's no not fun.
1: To,
2: not to get gross, but, uh, I do want to, I did name a buck after her, not to, I don't want to get off tangent, but uh, that morning she got sick. I ended up staying home and it was like the best day to hunt and Mm -hmm. it was, it was snowing. It was nasty. It was, I think it was November 3rd and I actually had a buck underneath my stand. I was going to hunt that morning. Beautiful. It was like a 14 pointer. Real goofy buck. I, I, so naturally, I named him food. That's the food poisoning buck. So.
0: <laughs> well, maybe but, uh, you'll connect with them next year.
2: Right. So that was the, yeah. That was the only yeah. That was the only day I missed because of the food poisoning. And of course, there's a buck underneath my stand. But whatever. Family comes first. But uh, absolutely. You know, Kate. Kate let me do what I did during those that bow season. So I'm like, ah, I don't want to push it with going to camp because I had the the week the day before um the rifle opener. Uh, off because I like to do uh, I like to scout before the rifle opener you know set my saddle up and my platform and everything just got, kind of get everything all set so I don't have to do that in the morning um, so Tommy calls me up he's like hey you going to hunting camp I'm like I don't know i got to talk to Kate I don't want to push it so I ended up talking to Kate she goes yeah well, you should you should just go I'm like okay so I'm not going to ask her twice <laughs> So Tommy and I, you know, we, Tommy, you, what, came in Friday night that night?
1: Yeah, I came in late Friday night.
2: So I went in. I
1: went, you got I, in I, Friday morning because you Friday, called me when you was. got okay, to camp and I was still at work.
2: That's right. Okay, so fr- I had uh, I had that Friday off, but I didn't want to push it, staying Thursday night into Friday into Saturday. So I left super early on uh on friday morning i got kate i think flowers brugers bagels <laughs> starbucks just uh say thank you and uh got into camp and uh you know everyone was hunting and they all came in kind of around mid lunchtime. time and i kind of uh you know i kind of kind of tried to figure out where everyone was hunting and where everyone wasn't hunting so came up with a plan uh kind of found an area where not a lot of people went in and there was zero pressure and it's, there's a Ridge that basically runs parallel to where I wanted to be. Um, so I finally found out where, you know, everyone was kind of going to be and I wasn't going to be super close to anyone. Um, And uh, just to pause on this, I haven't hunted here at all this year. I have not seen what deer are doing. I don't even know what, what's planted down there. So, I started on. It was like eleven o'clock. I went out and I'm like, you know, I'm gonna go check this back ridge and kind of see what's going on. I know there's there's usually some scrapes, there's usually a bunch of rubs, and it's kind of skirts a bunch of bedding and it kind of goes down to this huge ravine. And that that ridge kind of goes for what, Tommy, from where I showed you uh, the the great gully stand buck there to where I killed it, that's got to be what three four hundred yards. Oh, I was going
1: say yeah, easy three four hundred yards.
2: So I start uh right at the, the Nick, you remember where the big bully or the, the big gully buck ladder stand is?
0: Oh yeah. Yep.
2: So real real it's uh kinda of nasty now with a with with the how they logged it, but um I started kind of just really just walking. You're kinda
0: right in the corner of like where two ridges meet down there. Yeah, yeah.
2: And I wanted to go back there, but I don't know if you've been back there since they logged it. It's, it's yeah. pretty it's a lot different. It, it's real different, actually, to the point where the deer are d- doing something completely different, and there's a lot more, since it's so thick, they're, they're using the, um, just the easier routes. You know, like, before it was so open, They there wasn't really, a, like, one or two. They, they could come from anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, they were coming from anywhere, and they, there wasn't really any, like, pinch points or anything like that, so, and I haven't hunted back there since they've done this, so... I I've decided to kind of go from that point all the way to the west, and just basically hunt where the most sign was and the most probably you know on the, something on the edge where I can find I can catch something cruising because I had a north wind that um, the next morning, which was kind of blowing into our face into that ridge. So I kind of figured with that they would be you know a buck would be cruising that ridge, basically scent checking any of those. On uh, any of those bedding areas that are north of that ridge, so I don't really like walking where I'm going to be hunting, but I said screw it, it's rifle season, whatever. So I start getting into a lot of sign. I'm like, man, this is great. I mean, there's fresh rubs and the ground. I mean, these scrapes. The, I'm sorry, there was rubs and like there was basically the trees were bleeding still, and I start finding scrapes. And the dirt is like, you can see where the, a, a deer pisses in these scrapes. Like, it's freaking fresh. You can smell the scrapes. So, I'm like, there's something in here. I'm like, all right. So, I keep finding scrapes. They kind of start petering out. I can't really set up where I'm finding these. It's so thick. For our it would be great. And then I get up to um, what we call a food plot called uh, Big Pine. Hmm. And... I get into Big Pine. There's not a lot of food in Big Pine. It's a lot of old. It's pretty grassy. There's a lot of clover. Um, Not a lot of clover, I should say, but it's it's pretty open. And where they logged on the other side of this food plot is a a new, actually, like, road. And that starts a lot of really good bedding. And then I started finding scrapes over on that point. So I wanted to be in the middle of everything here. You know, the scrapes are on to the east of this food plot. And then there's scrapes to the west of this food plot, so I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go towards the west of the food plot just because the way the wind was blowing and the way I can get in there without being without um, blowing or putting any ground scent in from the the east. So I finally find a tree because when when they logged, they they took out a lot of the trees that I used to hunt out of, and uh, I finally find a tree. I throw my um, I throw my all my saddle gear up there, get everything ready for the next morning. And uh, I find it for actually a fresh scrape, you know, 10 yards away from this, from the spot. So I didn't really have too many high expectations. I didn't even know it was back there. I mean, I know there was something scraping. I mean, it could be a four pointer, it could be a six pointer, whatever. I'm, you know, on this, this farm I was hunting, you know, we typically try to shoot four and a half or older. Um, So, you know, I just wanted to see the guys and like I said, have fun and see all the guys at hunting camps. I haven't seen them all season. You know, the owner of the camp was in, I'd love, I haven't seen him in a while. So I'd love to see him and have a a few drinks with him. Um, so basically I just, I came into camp with basically at zero expectations of even killing anything. I was actually going to just kill a doe or two does and, and just add my season right there. So, you know, we have our fun opening night and everything and, you know, just hang out, see the guys, tell stories, what have you. The next morning comes, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it nice and early. And Tommy and Tommy and his grandfather hunted to the uh, the, the north of a, the north of me, right, Tommy? Yeah. So they get into their stand, I get into mine. You know, the first actually, I think the first rifle shot was actually legal shooting time, um, which that's that's is a, that's uh, a first. Yeah, which is, I mean, in years past, it could have been a. Forty five minutes before shooting time, you're here you're you're just kind of scratching your head, you know, wondering who the heck is shooting right now. But um you know, not a lot of shots. Tommy, I don't know if you uh will agree with me on this, but there was not a lot of shooting at all.
1: No, it was very quiet.
2: It was super quiet. I just started seeing a bunch of does start moving and they started moving pretty early. Um so I couldn't to my left, I I, I had a bunch of does to my left. I couldn't get a shot. And typically I'm like I never shoot doves opening day. I'm just always buck hunting and I'm like, I couldn't take, I couldn't do it. I just couldn't shoot a doe opening morning. I don't know why. So I'm like, screw it. I'm going to hold off till mid morning, maybe late morning. And I'll shoot a doe after afternoon or maybe one o'clock. So I'll just shoot a doe then. So I finally, I, I, I start seeing a ton of dough. I start seeing, I think I saw a, a big six point, um, a bunch of dough more does start coming out. I'm like, man, I'm, you know, I'm not going to see any more dough. I'm like, all right, I'm going to shoot it. I'm going to shoot The biggest doe I see next. So to my right, another, another like buck starts with his. I mean, he's cruising hard. He's, he's a year and a half. It's like a four point. He cruises through and goes down this trail Uh, to my, it be my East. And then another buck goes through. I'm like, man, I wonder if uh, uh, there's, you know, they're doing, they're going on the same trail. I'm like, I wonder if there's a hot doe earlier this morning before I got in that went, because they were nose to the ground and they didn't care about anything. I think I, they got downwind of me. They didn't even care. So it was right around 10 o'clock. I think it's 1030, actually. I look to my right and a big doe comes out. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to give her the beans. And... Uh, <laughs> So, I'm watching this dough and she keeps looking back. I'm like, oh, I can't shoot her now. Every time I see a doe and she's looking back, I'm like, what's behind her? So, I, I pull the Binox up and there's a bunch of goldenrod and I see these giant white tines that are not goldenrod. And they, <laughs> and they start moving towards the doe and I just start freaking out because I'm like, that's a big freaking buck. Holy smokes. So, I mean, I've I look I just start fumbling I mean I started like freaking out which I usually keep my cool so I the buck comes out in the field and I'm like holy shit <laughs> I'm sitting there and I'm like oh my god so I'm like trying to get my rifle up without being seen and this doe ends up being she's a hot doe and he keeps bumping her back and forth and this buck I finally get my rifle up and the buck is facing straight away from me like I could do a Texas hard shot. Like
3: I could see his butthole through the skull,
2: <laughs> like perfectly. And uh, I'm like, I can't do it. I'm not going to shoot him like this. So it was felt like an hour. He just stared at that dough, just straight butthole shot to me. And he finally turns to the right. And I didn't say anything. I didn't stop him. He stopped and he I looked, the dough ran off and I'm like, Oh, well, it's now or never. So I put the crossers right on his shoulder and uh, I drop him right in his tracks, and I am in such disbelief. I put the rifle down, <laughs> and I thought his ear was moving. And I thought, "I'm like, I gotta shoot him again." <laughs> he was better than dad, but you know, you, there's a thousand things going through your mind, like, whole cool. did that just happen?"
0: Well, you Snapchatted me right after with no no text, no nothing. It was just a video of Keith shaking in the stand. <laughs> Not, like there was no. Oh my oh. god!
2: I totally forgot about it. Like, yeah, I told Tommy I blacked out.
0: Yeah, he yeah, like. I mean, he didn't say a word. it was just video shaking. of with his hand by his face, just going like this. And I was like, "Oh my god, he shot a buck!" Yeah, like yeah,
1: <laughs> he's not shaking like that over a doe.
2: No, and I, dude, I'll tell you what, I totally forgot about that Snapchat till you just said that. I totally forgot. <laughs> and I, and I, 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 texted Tom or Tommy. Texted me. He goes, "That must have been you." And I, I should have pulled the text. So I'm like, I think I said BBD
1: big buck down. Yep, that goes, was exactly
2: no way. it. He goes, and I, he, I think he, Tommy goes, no way. I'm like, yep, giant. <laughs> it.
3: <laughs> Something
2: <laughs> stupid. I wish I had the text in front of me. And he goes, and I just like, huge buck. So I sent him a, I sent him a picture of the buck in the field. You can't even see it in the photo. I just saw the photo the other day. So he finally calls me up and like dude, I can't even get out of my stand. I was I was pretty worked up. And uh so he's like, "All right, I'm coming down." So him and his grandfather came down, but uh I got out of my stand and uh I kind of walked up to it and I pulled the hat up like holy smokes. I didn't Wait, even know what it was.
0: Was he bigger than like like any ground shrinkers, or was he just as good or better when you walked up to him?
2: He was just as good as I thought he was, yeah. So i like i said i haven't hunted this farm at all that year i didn't really know it was there i didn't you know i don't have any cameras there so i guess you can say it's pure dumb luck but i do have to say going out the day before and scouting finding the fresh uh sign and setting up on that sign definitely helped out because uh you know, if I was in any other stand in that area, I couldn't have, I don't think I would have been able to get a shot at this deer. Well, so.
0: I mean, you, you can know. say it's luck all you want, but with your track record the last few years, there's got to be something there more than just luck. Um, just, yeah. Th- yeah.
2: Just don't wash my underwear. My lucky yeah.
0: pair. <laughs> <laughs> Kate's got to love that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The old, uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it's something else, man. I, I, and, you know, finding the fresh sign and being mobile has definitely a, been a key factor. And I think a lot of the success that I've had, uh, especially being mobile, but, um, you know, get, just kind of figuring out, you know, a spot within a day I've yeah, I killed a buck. What was it? Three years ago or two years ago, I killed a 10 pointer. My first day of my vacation, you know, finding the sign and, and hunting that buck, I killed him that day. So being mobile and, uh, finding the fresh sign definitely is a uh, key factor
0: Absolutely. Um, where where did this buck fall? Um, like in your line of you know your best bucks? Like this, it's got to be in your top three, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it's definitely top three. Um, the buck I killed last year, he is definitely my biggest. That big eight I killed. Um, this buck here, actually, I'm getting him scored tomorrow um, oh, with fine. Uncle John. We're bringing the great, the great gully buck to get scored tomorrow. So. Um, I will find out tomorrow what he scores. I'll tell you right now, I probably it's he is definitely uh this is my definitely biggest rifle kill ever. Um and my biggest buck I killed at the camp. But uh he, he's probably my number three or two is he's on the edge of that, so but um yeah, I mean it just just having that camaraderie like the, with Tommy and his grandpa coming and celebrating. It was just it was a great time.
1: Like a lot of the bucks I've killed I've been by myself till that night and then every, yeah. everyone
2: comes. I had to, I got to share my excitement with Tommy and his grandfather who's you know, the, his grandfather took me on my almost my first successful turkey hunt. So it was it was just a lot of you know, a lot of memories, a lot of emotions going through your mind and um, yeah. And it goes back to my attitude change of, hey, got to have fun and got to, you know, it's, it's all about fun. This is why we do it. So
0: Absolutely. Um, my grandpa was super stoked about, for you um, yeah, talking to you him know, later. He was super excited.
2: You know what? I, I, I kick myself. I'd love to have gotten a photo with your grandfather.
0: Good um, luck. He doesn't even like taking photos with an I kill bucks behind his house. You know um,
2: what? He he whipped his phone right out. We started Tommy and I got a couple great photos together. But uh, Cool you know i black and i told comico i blacked out i couldn't even remember what side i shot him from like i i, I blacked out like i couldn't even remember <laughs> like i got i do i totally forgot about that snapchat till you told me <laughs> so um
0: oh, we're super happy yeah. for you man this is a hell of a season for you
2: i appreciate it yeah it, it was a, it was a great season And uh the best part of this this book here was uh i called my wife up and um you know, we're about an hour and a half from camp. She actually made the trip down with Henry to take photos with me. Um, so that was a huge, you know, I got to give her props for doing that because, uh, you know, it's not an easy drive in the back roads, on this, you know, <clears throat> the dirt roads to get back to where camp is. And uh, she made the trek with Henry and, you know just to make that memory in those in those photos you know we got some great family photos together some what i would do christmas photos but the greatest idea (laughs) but no i got to show him this book too and um you know take photos with him and kind of show him camp and
1: i'm sure he's hooked already
2: yeah yeah i mean he he definitely uh you know, I'm just glad, Tommy. I'm to ask Tommy that uh, this buck probably had the most ticks I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. On the, and I'm just glad Henry didn't get a damn tick on him because Kate would killed you. wouldn't be talking to you right now if that <laughs> kid
1: had a tick on him from this. So, because Kate would have killed me. But uh, yeah, no,
2: I'm just. Uh, I think now with having a son and everything, you know, just sharing, you know, just sharing the memories and that and the excitement is is going to be a it's going to be a different different me in the future. So I'm already looking at hunts we can do, um, in States where, you know, they don't have an age restriction. I know PAs like that, right. You can yep. bring them PAs.
0: You. Yeah. You could, uh, Henry could get his first Turkey next year if he really wanted to, <laughs> <laughs> you know,
2: he does have a 20 gauge now. So, um, yeah.
0: But, what's that it, like having an excuse to go buy more guns for Henry now? Is that been in, working in your favor?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, not to get into politics, but New York had a bunch of stupid gun rules uh, passed and um, back before September. So I'm like, well, okay, I kind of have to go buy
0: that 20 gauge. <laughs> 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 you
2: know, listen, I don't want to
0: do this.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah, I'd hate to do this, but you know, I'm gonna actually, uh, I'm gonna get a dipped and get a camoed up and kind of build a turkey gun for him. It's a 870. They call him a junior compact now. It's a okay. lot smaller, so it's a really small 20 gauge. I can't wait to get this thing tricked out for him. But, um, you know, we're going to, you know, Vermont and uh, PA and a couple other surrounding states they have no uh, age restriction. I think they call it what, an apprentice hunter. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So,
1: what's mentor. the mentor? Yeah. They a call mentor it, uh, or something.
2: Yeah. I think Vermont, they call it like an apprentice hunter or something like that. And, uh, you know, it, it'll be fun. And I don't want to push it on him. If he doesn't want to do it, he doesn't want to do it. But um, I have a feeling he'll be into it. So,
0: yeah. Well, we got plenty of turkey spots. Down here in PA, um, love to be around when Henry gets his first bird.
2: Oh yeah, if I if he shoots when he see me walk away, you know what's going on him.
0: Yeah,
3: proud
2: dad moment. So but, <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, man, it's uh it's definitely a different season. It's it's you know a different um, different attitude, and you know it's going to be a lot different future with for me with with Henry now. Um, you know, Kate won't be off of work next hunting season. You know, I lucked
1: out with her being home pretty much all the hunting season here. It won't be the case next year because
2: uh, she'll be working, so I'll have to pick them up from daycare or drop them off, or so yeah. um, that. Uh, so I'm kind of glad I had. A, I don't want to say I ended my hunting season or career this year, but you know, it's going to be a little bit more difficult for me to
0: get out. It's get a, it. Yeah, it's just going to be different for you. Um, but I know so, um, that you'll you'll. Um, if I was placing bets, I'd say that Henry's going to be strapped to your chest uh, this spring doing shed hunts and uh, trail cameras and whatnot. Um, oh, I, yeah. I have a feeling that you'll be you'll be out there just as much but just in a different way um, and then your your hunting season will probably just be a little bit more strategic yep. and I you haven't seen I haven't you haven't shown us a side of you that isn't going to be successful, so I think you'll be just fine
2: yeah and I, i'll tell you what it just makes you want to work just that extra you know harder to to be successful but um you know i'm i think in the next few years i'm just gonna you know kind of go into each season saying hey just i just want to the goal i just want a few doughs for the freezer and a, you know if i shoot a buck it's a bonus so, yes yeah, because uh you know i'm running out of room for for i gotta keep cod so i don't have them most wall space in my upstairs for my uh for my mount so um hopefully maybe we'll finish the basement so i can have more room for deer anyway so for for these big bucks but
0: heck yeah um, henry probably wants bucks in his playroom anyways
2: yeah yeah he uh (laughs) we got him a little uh stuffed deer head for the for the side of the wall there so he does have actually a deer in his room right now but it's stuff it's a stuffed animal so so good but yeah, yeah. So hopefully he's into, you know, he, he'll he be into this. Um, you know, it's kind of weird too, thinking about the future of our sport in, you know, 10, 12 years to when he can legally hunt New York, how it's going to be. But I won't go down that rabbit hole. But uh, yeah, who knows? I'll Maybe he'll
0: be, be living in PA by then. Whoa, well, <laughs> cross
2: my fingers, hope so. But yeah, it's just <laughs> like, put, you know, having a kid now puts that into perspective. Like, hey, you got to fight for, for everything you can to, pretty much preserve our, our rights to for hunters. Absolutely. So being a part of, you know, all these organizations and really pushing, you know, to keep these rules and to keep all everything going so my son can enjoy this is, is a big deal now. So absolutely. So to put that in perspective, but you know, hopefully he'll be a big buck killer too and um
0: Well he's got know, a heck of a mentor. Uh, yeah yeah to learn yeah. so
2: hopefully he likes that instead of gymnastics or something but <laughs> whatever you know whatever he's into so absolutely Uh, yeah so that's pretty much it on uh on me you know i think uh are you guys done hunting this year
0: uh we'll probably sneak out a little bit during uh muzzleloader but i'll be honest once muzzleloader hits uh the season just becomes a lot less serious and Mm. i have zero expectations with a flintlock in my hand because everything could be perfect and the gun doesn't go off so um, I Wrong. my expectations are at about zero when it comes to muzzleloader.
2: I keep forgetting you guys are uh, you guys are traditional. Is it just flintlock? No percussion.
0: Camera. Yeah, you can't even use percussions. Yeah. It's flintlock only. So, like I said, everything could be absolutely perfect. Buck could be at fifteen yards, and you just get a cloud of smoke and no shot.
2: <laughs> yeah. So are. Our- Hey, are you guys gonna hunt the holiday hunt here up in New York at all?
0: Or? It's not looking good for me right now. I'm but...
1: gonna try to get a couple days in. Um, okay, at least a couple, like maybe a morning hunt here and evening hunt there.
2: Yeah, yeah. I um, I think Tommy, I was telling you, I think in the next few years, you know, New York did put and implement this holiday hunt. I think you could be super successful during this holiday hunt if you got access to any sort of winter feed um you know i think you're going to see more deer during the holiday haunt that what's it uh the day after christmas to uh, new year's yes you know if you could get a, if you got time and you could dial basically pattern anything you know deer movement or anything i think that week could be killer because uh we all know rifle season isn't the easiest during you know mid-season or at ed- the end of the season of rifle you know, cause I always took a bunch of time off during rifle. I think I'm going to stop and just take time off during muzzleloader. Um, New York, I should say not, not PA, but um, I think you can be really successful. Um, yeah. Less people out and they're hitting food sources. This year has been weird because it's been warm, but in, in past years, when it's got those temps drops, you can, you're, you're, the deer going to be in the food. So I, I think that's going to be uh, what my go-to in the next few years. So it's, probably, it's easier for me to take off for work and, And all that too so but i'm I'm thinking it could be dynamite as uh as your dad would say
0: yeah he does like that
2: yeah so but um yeah that's all basically i got for you guys um i can't wait to uh hopefully see you guys we'll get a coyote hunt in here maybe a camp or absolutely that'd be fun weekend and uh you know kind of start our season you know our i season my deer season's pretty much next year's already started for me. I've already started scouting for next year. Um, Mm. I pulled my cameras, uh, I got, I got a lot of theft issues Mm. over here. So basically I I pulled a lot of my cameras yesterday. I already started scouting for next year. So.
0: Good um, deal. Yeah. Um, well thank you so much for joining us on the podcast tonight. Um, telling both those stories, uh, super happy for you. Um, I know talking to you before the season, you had said, you know, didn't have a whole lot of expectations, just wanted to show Henry a buck, but deep down, I knew that you were probably going to produce something big this year, just like always, um, and that's exactly what you did.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, it's been a great year, I have zero complaints, and uh, you know, now it, it'll be it'll be good to show Henry the, uh, this, this type of lifestyle, so... Actually, I can hear him screaming right now. He probably wants to be on the podcast, too. He, he probably just pooped his diaper. But.
0: <laughs> well, it sounds like dad dad duty calls then. Yes, um, sir.
2: So I probably should get going before my wife kills me, too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, thank you again, Keith. Um, congratulations again on a heck of a season, and congratulations on your son, Henry. Um, and we'll talk soon.
2: Sounds good, guys. Thanks for the uh, this opportunity. Yep.
0: Thanks, Keith.
2: Later, Keith. Hey, have a good
0: one. See you, bye. What a nice guy we yeah, have there.
1: He's he's great, dude. Um, there's not a lot of people that like I fully respect when it comes to hunting. Like there's the g- group of people that we hunt with that I'm like they're really good hunters and like I don't really talk up a lot of people when it comes to hunting, but yeah. he is a hell of a hunter and a hell of a guy.
0: He, all around. Honestly, uh, Keith is one like it's one of those people I almost look up to when mm-hmm. it comes to hunting because yeah. he has been so successful for. like consistently year year. after year and it Mm. just keeps getting better. Yeah. Um, He's somebody that when I'm, you know, in a just confused or just without an answer of what I should be doing. uh, Yeah. Keith's just one of them guys that um, always seems to have the right answer when you're not Mm -hmm. sure what to do. But uh, yeah, it was great to have him on. We hope you guys enjoyed that story as much as we did Mm -hmm. um, listening to it. But uh, I'll give Tom the opportunity to close anything out. Before he interrupts me when I do my real closeout.
1: No, nope. Good this week. Think all right.
0: So. On that note, um, if you're still hunting, uh, a little jealous of you. Our seasons are closed up right now, but they're coming back soon. So if you can, make sure you guys are all still getting outside.